Hi everyone, this is my new episode for sharing. For each podcast, I will first talk about what I thank for, and then share what I learned. Today, I'm thankful that everyone around me is safe and happy, and I will bring three points. The barefoot boy, blessings on thee. Little man, barefoot boy, with cheek of tan, with thy turned-up pantaloons, and that merry without tunes, with thy red lips, redder still, kissed by strawberries on the hill, with the sunshine on thy face, through thy term brims twenty grace, from my heart. I gave you thy joy. I was once a barefoot boy. Sixteen. How did you like to go up in a sting? Up in the air so blue. Oh, I do think it's the pleasantest thing, even a child can do. Up in the air and over the wall, till I can see so white, river and trees, and cattle and dog, over the countryside, till I look down on the garden green, down on the roof so brown. Up in the air I go flying again. Up in the air and down. Boats sail on the rivers. Boats sail on the rivers. And ships sail on the seas. But clouds that sail across the sky are prettier far than these. Their bridges on the rivers, as pretty as you please. But the bow that bridges heaven, and overtops the trees, and builds a road from earth to sky, is prettier far than this. The above three poems made me feel that my mood will become very relaxed and beautiful. I like them, and it made me feel good. That's all I want to talk about today. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today I'm thankful that all my pace requirements have been completed. Today I will bring an article about lizards. Lizards are reptiles and are related to snakes, turtles, alligators, and crocodiles. They are cold-blooded, which means their body temperature changes. With their surroundings.
You can find lizards in many kind of climate, from deserts to jungles to forests. There are about three thousand eight hundred kinds of lizards, and they range in size from just over an inch to about ten feet. All lizards have teeth and can bite, but most are harmless, and only two are poisonous. Most lizards feed on insects. Lizards are fascinating creatures, although a lizard is shaped sometimes like a snake. Most lizards have two pairs of legs. A lizard's skin is dry and scaly, and like snakes, a lizard sheds its skin. All lizards have two eyes. But some lizards have a third eye, located in the back part of the head. This eye keeps the lizard from spending too much time in the sun. While some lizards use their tongues to catch prey, others use their tongues for smelling to hide from their. Enemies. Some lizards change color to match their surroundings. These lizards, called chameleons, can change from bright green to brown. God gave some lizards an unusual way of defending themselves. If an enemy groups one of these. Lizards by the tail, it breaks off without hurting the lizard. When the tail separates, it continues to wiggle and thrash around. This distracts the enemy and allows the lizard to escape. The lizard is unharmed and. Its tail grows back in a few months. After reading this article, what surprised me the most is that the lizard has a third eye, which is really amazing. This is what I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today I'm thankful that I can pass my PE final test and my PE grades. And today I will bring the article about hobos. Have you ever wondered what it will have been like to be a hobo? What is a hobo? Where did the name originate? Let's find out. Men first became hobos out of necessity after the war between the states. Many men had no homes to which they could return, and they had no work. Since 
they were homeless and jobless. They set off with what work employments they had, often only hosts, and traveled the countryside looking for work. Because they often carried their hoes over their shoulders, they were called hoe boys. The name was later shortened to hobo. These hobos became migrants or traveling farm workers. They did not settle in one place, but moved from farm to farm often traveling for distances to harvest grain, vegetables, fruit, and cotton. They helped feed the Changling nation after the war between the states. During the boom of westward expansion, many hobos helped build the new railroads and great dams of the late 1800s and early 1900s. After working their way west, many settled in the new territory. In more modern times, hobos helped lay oil and gas lines. Hobos have always had an unsettled, sometimes dangerous lifestyle. To get from one place to another, they usually hoped freight trains. They often lived in boxcars or camped out in hobo jungles. They eat when they had food or could find someone to share with them. Sheltered and comfortable surroundings were now considered necessities. In later years, people become hobos for various reasons and not always out of necessity. Some just wanted to experience the independence and adventure of life on the roads. Many of these hobos eventually tried of such a life and returned to the security of home and family. This article is very good for me to know and understand what hobo is. I also learn a lot. This is what I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today I'm thankful that I saw some beautiful cloud on my way to my home. Today I will share something that I learned in my science pace. Treatment of disease. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 14, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elder of the church, and let them pray over him, 
anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Christians who are sick should always seek first God's wisdom and help through prayer. Prayer is a powerful act, a heavenly medicine. God tells us in the Bible that prayer and fasting are important for His people. Fasting is going without food for a certain period of time to strengthen the spirit, clean the mind, and cleanse the body. For centuries, men have been looking for medicines that will cure diseases. The body is a chemical factory, and when the chemical balance of the body becomes upset, a person becomes ill. Medicines are substances that are intended to restore the proper chemical balances of the body and cure the pathogens. That cause diseases. This is what I'm going to talk about today. There are three ways to recover from illness. I think that prayer is essential when we are sick. Second, we can also fast or take medicine. I hope my content today can help you. It is what I want to share in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm very thankful to God for helping me complete my video requirements. Today I will share something in my science space. The two kind of medicine. Herbs were the first form of medicine discovered by men, and many herbal medicines are still in use today. Herbs are plants. That are valuable for cooking, flavoring foods, and treating the body. The roots, leaves, flowers, and stems of plants, and even the bark of trees, may be used in treating diseases. Herbal medicines. Have been used for many years to cure headaches, back aches, upset stomachs, digestive problems, and many other diseases and problems. Many Christians are becoming more interested in herbs and. 
their uses and much study is being done in this area. Chemical medicine research scientists have developed many such chemical medicines with which to fight disease and to as the symptoms of disease. Chemical medicines include pain relievers such as aspirin, formiot muscle pains and headaches and drugs from plants to ease several pain. Chemicals may be taken from plants, animals, or minerals. Many chemicals have serious side effects and should be used with extreme caution only when advised by a doctor. It is what I want to share in this video. I hope it can help you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that God loves me. Today I will share something that I learned in my science space. The third type of medicine, surgery. For thousands of years, surgeons have operated on the human body. They have removed legs and arms that were damaged beyond repairs. Until the 1900s, the surgeons had little to offer their patients to tighten the pain of cutting off an arm or leg. In the past, surgery was necessary for removal of the deceased or damaged part of the body. The deceased part was removed before the infection had a chance to spread to the healthy tissues around it. The Bible says when we are disobedient, we earn death. Disobedience to God's laws brings sorrow, pain, sickness, and death. Sins such as bitterness, proud, angry, and hatred upset body metabolism, thus encouraging 
the development of illnesses. Righteousness, peace, patience, and forgiveness relax the body and the nerves system, bringing about good health. In my opinion, it is natural for people to go to see a doctor when they're sick, but we also have to manage ourselves not to do things that are not pleasing to God in order to have good health. It is what I want to share in this pocket. Thank you for listening. Hi. Hi everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that it's not very hot today. Today I will share something that I learned in my science pace. Just about everyone loves flowers, ferns, and trees. What would this world look like? If plants did not exist, it would look empty and unattractive. Have you ever been inside a new home that had no furniture, drapes, carpet, or decorations of any kind? Did you think the house was beautiful or? It is seem empty and lonely. Our beautiful world would look like an empty house if there were no plants, flowering plants, ferns, and trees are classified as complex plants. Complex plants have more complex life cycles and structures. Then do simple plants. Complex plants also have greater needs for continued life and growth than do simple plants. Complex plants provide food for almost every kind of animal and for man. Therefore. It is important that men understand the life cycles and needs of complex plants. Plants are put into groups with other plants according to their common characteristics. What are the common characteristics of complex plants? That enable them to be grouped together. Simple plants have no conduction system. They have no way to transfer food and water from one part of the plant to another. For this reason, most simple plants do not grow very large. Complex plants. 
do have a conducting system for carrying water and food, because this conducting system provides nourishment for each part of the plant. Complex plants can grow very large. It is what I study in this piece. It's talk about complex plants and its adapting system. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm very thankful for God to make me worry free. Today I will share something I learned in my science piece about complex plants. So complex plants very grateful in appearance. They have many similar structures: leaves, stems, roots, and flowers. These structures set them apart from plants. Classify as simple plants. Have you ever noticed the many different shapes of leaves? Leaves vary greatly in shape from one plant to another. Some leaves are round, like the leaves of a water lily. Some leaves are pointed and sharp. Like the needles of a pin tree, or the spines of a cactus. Some are lobe-shaped, like the leaves on an oak tree. Some leaves are even heart-shaped or triangle-shaped. The leaves of a plant have several functions. The first and most important function of a leaf is that it's collecting light, so that a plant can manufacture its own food. However, leaves have other function as well. Cactus is an example of the second function. Use their leaves for protection. If you have ever run into a cactus, you know how well cactus spines do their job. The third function of the leaves is to shape the soil to preserve moisture for the plant's roots. Leaves. Are connected to a plant by a little stalk. This stalk is complexible and allows the leaf to turn without breaking when blown by the wind. The little stalk is also responsible for conducting water and food between the rest of the plant and the leaf. This pocket I'm talking about is 
the structure of complex plants. The first part, leaves. I hope it can help you to understand some. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm so thankful that on my way to school, there are few big trees that can shine me from the sun. Today I will still share something that I learned in my science page. Stems come in many shapes and sizes. The trunk of the giant California redwood is a stem, as is the tiny stalk of a strawberry plant. Stems serve several functions. Their first function is to hold the leaves off the ground. Some plants, such as the rose plant, have special structures on their stems that can protect the plant. Have you ever stuck your finger with a thorn? That thorn will be said. To fulfill the second function of the stem, which is protection, some stems perform the function of storing food. One of the most common of these is the Irish potato. The Irish potato is a special type of stem that stores food. Underground. The function of some stem is to help plants in their reproduction. Plants such as the strawberry send out special stems called runners, which take root and grows as new plants. In addition to the first four. Functions of stems, which we have already studied. Another special function of stems is to support the plant. An example of this can be found in the clamping plants or vines. Clamping plants, such as the bean vine, send out. Small stems from the main stem, which wrap around objects and anchor the plant so that it can grow underwater. Without these secondary stems, clamping plants would not be able to live, for their thin stems could not hold them. Upright or keep them off the ground. It is what I want to share in this podcast. It's talk about the stems of plants. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can finish my science piece. Today I will share something that I learned in my new science piece.
The Parable of the Sower in Matthew chapter thirteen shows us the importance of rules. The parable tells that a sower or farmer went out to sow in his fields. Some of the seeds fell on the edges of the fields and were eaten by birds. Some fell on stony ground. Some fell among thorns, and some of the seeds fell into good soil, and were able to grow. The Bible states in Matthew chapter thirteen, verse five and six, some fell under stony places, where they had now much earth, and forthways. They sprang up because they had no deepness of earth, and when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. The plants died because they had no roots. Why are roots so important to plants? Roots. Have some very important functions, some of which you probably already know. One function of roots is to hold plants in the soil. If plants had no roots, the wind and rain would blow the plants over. The second function of plant roots. Is to provide water for the plant. The roots of a plant collect water and minerals from the soil and conduct them to the plantain. The water and minerals can then be used to help the plant grow. Lack of water is what. Caused the plants to die in the parable told by the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter thirteen. The plants did not have good roots and could not provide the water needed by the plants. When the sun was hot, because the plants could not get water, they were burned by the sun and died. It is all I want to share in this podcast: the roots of complex plants. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can finish my social study pace. Today I will share something I learned in my science pace. Roots sometimes function as storage areas for food. When the plants are not able to make food, they depend on the food stored in their roots. Have you ever eaten carrots? The carrot itself is a root of the carrot plant. The carrot roots store food. For the carrot plant, Jesus Christ told us 
the importance of having rules or character. When he told the disciples the meaning of the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter thirteen, verse twenty and twenty-one, the Lord Jesus said, "But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that hears the word, and anon with joy." Receives it, yet has he not root in himself, but dwells for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, by and by he is offended. Jesus Christ was teaching that. Some people told they receive the gospel and begin to grow spiritually, have very little character or not deep roots. When persecution comes like the heat from the sun, some people are not able to stand. They are offended and do not become profitable Christians. We need to learn to have strong character, like deep root trees, so that we can become fruitful servants of Jesus Christ. When persecution comes, we need to be the kind of Christians who will stand and continue to bear fruit. What I share in this podcast is continued with the last podcast, the root of complex plant. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can finish my math piece and. In this pocket, I will share something I learned in my science piece. Flowers are some of the most beautiful of all God's creation. Have you ever walked through a field of beautiful flowers? God created beautiful flowers for your pleasure. Photographers, painters, and poets have long sought to capture the beauty of flowers. Again, in artists' works, Christian said that the lilies of the field were even more beautiful than the clothes of King Solomon. We cannot see and enjoy the beauty of King Solomon's magnificent clothing, but we can enjoy the lilies. Flowers come in many different shapes and sizes, from tiny 
microscopic acid blossoms to giant raphlesia flowers three feet across. They are more than two hundred thousands varieties of flowers in the world. God made the flower blossoms to be attractive and fragrant, not only so we could enjoy them, but for another purpose as well. The blossoms contain the reproductive structures of plants and the attractive colors and fragrances of the blossoms help attract bees and other insects. Bees and other insects help plants reproduce by pollinating their blossoms. What I'm sharing this pocket is the flowers of complex plants. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my pocket. I'm thankful today that I can finish my English piece. Today I will share what I learned in my science piece. Everything that is alive on the earth must have energy. Living things groove, reproduce, and move. All these things take a great deal of energy. How do you get the energy you need to live? You get it from the food you eat. Plants must also have energy to live. Things they cannot eat as you do. How do they obtain the energy they need? Plants obtain energy by a process called photosynthesis. Photosynthesis is a big word made of two words, photo means light, and synthesis means to put together. Thus, photosynthesis means to put together by means of light. Through photosynthesis, plants obtain the energy they need to manufacture their own food. How does this process work? Plants contain a chemical called chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is what makes the leaves of plants green. Plants collect carbon dioxide from the air and water from the ground. When the carbon dioxide and the water are carbined, in the presence of sunlight and chlorophyll, they are waste product. The plant uses the sugars produced by 
photosynthesis as food. Every living thing depends on the process of photosynthesis for its energy. Plants use photosynthesis to produce food. Animals eat plants, and people eat animals and plants. God gave plants the life process of photosynthesis to provide every living thing with the energy it needs to live. This is what I share in this packet: life processes of complex plants. The first part: food making process. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can finish my world building pace. Today I will share something that I learned in my science pace. All flowering plants reproduce through sexual reproduction. The origins of reproduction are copied. Within each flower itself, what are the origins of sexual reproduction? The male reproductive organ is a tail, thread-like filament called the stamen. The female reproductive organ is a stick-topped tube. Called the pistil. At the end of each stamen, grains called pollen form. Pollen grains contain the male reproductive cells. Each flower contains several stamens, which form a ring around the pistil. Each pistil contains egg cells and an egg cumber. In the cumber, the fertilized eggs will be protected and nourished until they are ready to be released as seeds. In order for eggs to be fertilized and become seeds, they must come into contact with pollen from stamens. How is this accomplished? Does pollen just fall into the pistil? God has provided a very interesting relationship between plants and animal to add the plants in reproduction. Plants blossoms produce a sweet field called nectar. Nectar is used by birds. And insects as food. For instance, 
you may remember that bees use nectar to make honey. Birds and insects gather nectar from blossoms. In the process, they brush against the stamens and pick up pollen grains. As they travel among the flowers, birds and insects carry pollen from one flower to another. Pollen that they carry sticks to pistils of flowers and egg cells within each pistil are fertilized. In this packet I'm talking about is the reproduction of complex plants. The first part, sexual reproduction. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I am very thankful that God allowed me to eat fresh meals every day. Today I will share something in my science case. What would happen if all seeds of a plant fell and remained beside their parent plant? When the seeds strutted, the new plant would have to share food and water with their parent plant. If plant seeds did not spared, there would not be enough food for all the plants. Lost plants would die. God has provided several methods for scattering plant seeds to sow away from their parent plants. Have you ever eaten an apple? Did you notice seeds in the center of the apple? How did they get there? When an apple seed is still in its productive cumber, deep in the pistil of an apple blossom, its seed cut is very soft because seeds could easily be damaged. The cumber fills with a fluid and swells to form the fleshy bag. In this way, young seeds are protected. The fleshy bag is an apple. What happened to the apple seeds after you eat the apple? You may have eaten the seeds along with the apple. You may have put them in a garbage bag, or perhaps you planted them. In any case, they probably did not return to the soil close to their parent plants. Parent seeds within plant fruit are spread when eaten 
by animals or people. Seeds are carried to start new plants away from parent plants. This is one of the most common methods of spreading seeds of flowering plants. This pocket I'm share is still talk about the sexual reproduction of complex plants. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hi everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I'm very thankful today that God allows me to eat fresh fruits every day. In this pocket, I will share something I learned in my science space. Some seeds are played by the wind. They are blown to new places. These seeds have wings or soft, fluffy parts that help them fly on the wind. The seeds may surround whatever the wind drops them. Other seeds are spread when carried on bodies of animals or people. These seeds, called stickers, have hooks on them by which they catch wraps with animals or people that pass. Did you ever walk in a field late in the summer and find that your clothing was covered with stickers? Within each of these stickers was a tiny plant. For those stickers were seeds. When you removed the stickers, they were far from their parent plants, and some may have been able to find new soil in which these sprout. Some plants grow near lakes, rivers, or oceans. These seeds are spread by water. When seeds such as the coconut drop into water, they can travel great distances without being harmed because they have thick productive shells. Some coconut seeds travel thousands of miles across the oceans before landing where they can strut to become new coconut trees. In this pocket I share is the last part of sexual reproduction of complex plants. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast.
I'm very thankful that God allows me to use water every day. In this podcast, I will share something in my science pace. Some complex plants do not produce seeds, but reproduce asexually. Asexual means non-sexual. In sexual reproduction, living things reproduce with the use of both male and female reproductive cells. These cells have to be joined together before a new living thing can be formed. In a sexual reproduction, living things reproduce without the use of male and female reproductive cells. Some complex plants use several different models of a sexual reproduction. One type of complex plant does not form seeds, but produces spores from which new plants sprout. The cycle of a sexual reproduction involving spores is very complex and takes longer than does reproduction by seeds. You may remember that many of the simple plants reproduce by spores. However, only one type of complex plant, the form, reproduces by spores. In this pocket I'm talking about is two kinds of reproduction of complex plants. A sexual reproduction and spore reproduction. This is what I want to talk in this pocket. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my pocket. I'm thankful today that God for allowing me to use electricity every day. In this pocket, I will share something in my science pace. The sea heart large beam regularly washes up on the beach of Padre Island of the Texas coast. Amazingly, the beam originates in Jupiter regions around the world.
the bean travels as much as twenty thousand miles. Even more amazing, however, is that the bean will sprout even after two years in ocean water. Plants can also reproduce through vegetative reproduction. Vegetative reproduction is accomplished when part of a plant sprouts into a new plant, like the one from which it comes. For instance, if a cutting is taken from a house plant, it can be put into a pot of dirt, and will grow into a new house plant, just like the one from which it was cut. Plants sometimes reproduce. Through vegetative reproduction, all by themselves, as you know, a strawberry plant seeds out runners from the main plant. When these runners find good soil, they take root, and a new strawberry plant starts to grow. This strawberry plant is just one example of a plant that reproduces through vegetative reproduction. This pocket I'm shared is vegetative production of complex plants. This pocket. Is over here. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that God for allowing me to breathe fresh air every day. In this podcast, I will share something in my science space. What are your needs? The Bible teaches us that we need food and clothing. God has also provided our needs of water, warmth, and light. Just as you have needs, which must be met for you to live and grow, complex plants have needs as well. The first two needs of a plant, light and warmth, are closely related because they are both provided by the sun. God placed the sun at just the right distance from the earth to provide the needed amounts of light and heat. Plants use water during photosynthesis and as a means of 
a transporting food throughout the plant. Without water, plants become brighter, and photosynthesis stops. Plants collect water through their roots and transport it to their leaves through the tube-like conducting cells in their stems. If the water supply is cut off, the leaves cannot continue their works of manufacturing food. Therefore, the leaves become brittle and the plant dies. Plants need minerals from the soil so that they can build new plant cells. They also need minerals for photosynthesis. If the soil around the plant's roots does not contain enough minerals, the plant will not be able to grow. Farmers use fertilizers which contain the minerals needed by plants to encourage new plant growth and production of fruit and vegetables. This packet I'm talking about is the three needs of complex plants. They are light and worms, water and minerals. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm very thankful to God that I can live healthy every day. In this podcast, I will share something I learned in my science page. If you have been to a garden counter, you may have seen a fern in a honey pot. Such ferns as the Boston fern are often grown as house plants because they require little care and do not die easily. Ferns have long following leaves that grow from an underground stem. If you have seen a fern, you probably already know that ferns do not have flowers. Ferns do not need flowers because they do not produce seeds. Remember that ferns produce by spores. A fern's spots form in tiny cumbers on the underside surface of the leaves. The spore sacs look like tiny eggs or balls. When the spores are mature, the fern releases the spores and the wind blows them 
away from the parent plant. Ferns can be found all over the world in every type of climate. Ferns grow best in mild climates, but some types of ferns grow in tropical forests, while some others grow right next to glaciers. Fossil list remains of giant ferns have been found. These giant ferns are called tree ferns. Tree ferns apparently existed before the Great Flood of Noah's day, but most of them are now extinct. In this pocket, I'm sure is a types of complex plants. Of the first type, ferns. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that it didn't rain when school was over. Today I will still share something in my science space. The largest of all living things, the redwoods of California, belong to the group of conifer plants, which date back to the time of Christ. The oldest living things, pines, are also conifer plants, dating back. To the time of Noah, these plants do not have flowers, but they do bear seeds. Their seeds are produced in cones. Seeds in cones are unprotected, but are very hard and are not affected by wind. And rain. Conifer plants are overgrowns, keeping their needle-like leaves all year, because conifer plants stay green all year. They are very popular as shrubs and trees for years. The most familiar of all complex plants are flowering plants. We depend on flowering plants for almost all of our food. A few simple plants, such as mushrooms, are used as food, but flowering plants. Make up a much larger part of people's diets. All vegetables and fruits are produced by flowering plants.
this pocket and share is the last two types of complex plants. The corn bearing plants and flowering plants. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that the teacher sent us a new school yearbooks today. This podcast, I will share something I learned in my science class. People also grow flowering plants for decoration. Everyone enjoys beautiful roses, lilies, and wild flowers. All of these flowers are produced by plants belonging to the group of flowering plants. Some house plants are grown for their beautiful and colorful leaves. Although these house plants do not have beautiful flowers, they are flowering plants. All complex plants have a conducting system. This characteristic spirits them from simple plants. This system transports waters and minerals to the leaves and branches of the plant. If branches of a complex plant are spreaded from the roots and stems, the branches will die. Without a stem and roots, branches of a vine cannot bear fruit and will die. We depend on the Lord Jesus in the same way. If we abide in Jesus Christ, we can bear fruit for Him. If we do not abide in Christ, we will not be able to produce fruit for Him. We must relieve that all the work that we do for the Lord just is only possible because He gives us strength and power. This packet I'm share is continued with the last packet. The third types of complex plants the flowering plants. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that the road in front of our school is well repaired. In this packet, I will share something. Alert in my social pace. Do you want to be successful 
Sure, you say. Everyone wants to be successful. Have you ever told what success really is? If you are to be successful, you surely need to know something about success. God has much to say about success. Joshua, chapter one, verse eight, declares, "This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest." Observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Who is to be successful in the above scripture? The Lord spoke specifically to Joshua, who know God and His word. God wanted Joshua to enjoy good success. You can apply these words to your own life. The Lord is speaking in Joshua chapter one, verse eight, to everyone today. Who knows God and has His word? God wants every Christian to be successful for Him. In fact, God wants all Christians to have good success. In this pocket, I'm talking about is God's will of success. It answers our question: Who is to be successful? I hope it can help you a lot. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can finish my peace goal. In this podcast. I will share something I learned in my social pace. Alright, God wants me to be successful, but what is success? Does a person have to be a pastor, an evangelist, or a missionary to be a success? You ask. No, God. Wants successful Christian lawyers, teachers, builders, and musicians just as much as he wants successful pastors, evangelists, and missionaries. Success is finding God's will for your life and doing it. A famous Christian leader has said that success 
is not determined by what we are, but rather by what we are in relation to what we could be. Success is not measured by what we have done, but rather by what we have done in relation to what we could have done. Success, therefore, is not just completing a particular pace. Success is finishing a pace, having learned what you are capable of learning. If you score eighty percent on a pace test, but are capable of doing better, you are not as successful as you could have been. Success is being all that you can be. God wants you to be successful and to accomplish what you are capable of doing. This packet is answer a question: What is success? I hope it can help you. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my packet. I'm thankful today that it did not win. I will. Share something in my social pace. Look at Joshua, chapter one, verse eight again. What is the requirement given for success? God says, "This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth." God gave His word. The Holy Bible, so that you can observe to do according to all what is written therein, to do God's will, you must think as God thinks. The Bible must be read and memorized. God says. To meditate in the Scripture day and night. God guarantees good success to those who will do this. Psalm chapter one, verse one to three, adds this: Blessed is the man that walks not. In the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law both he meditated day and night. And 
he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. In this pocket, I'm sure is answer a question: How do you become successful? I hope it can help you. Thank you for listening. Hi, hi everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can return home safely. In this podcast, I will share what I learned in my social pace. God wants you to be successful in the ministry to which He calls you. You can be successful as magic nurse, optometry, or in any other vocation God may have for you. In Psalms and Joshua, God tells us to meditate in His Word. To meditate means to consider again and again the message of God's Word. Meditating is like a cow chewing its cud, chewing and rechewing its food to bring the most nourishment possible. As you read, memorize, and meditate upon God's word, day and night, you will grow. In your desire to serve God, wherever He wants you to go, in faithfully serving God, you will be successful. Success is not measured by worldly standards. How much money you might gain, how many positions you. May acquire, or how important you may become. Success is measured by God's standards. It will be measured one day while receiving God's prize. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse twenty-one, internal success is measured by our faithfulness to God. This pocket I'm talking about is continued with the last pocket. The same question: How do you become successful? I hope it can help you. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hey everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can learn something from my 
extracurricular books. Today, I will still share something I learned in my social case. Suppose you wanted information about Tandra or Atoms, where would you find it? One place to find information is in the library. A library is a storage place for information that people have gathered. This information is kept in books, newspaper, tapes, films, and other means of storage. You can go to your church school library or the public library and librarian will help you locate needed material. You can discover what you want to know about Tandra atoms or almost any other subject. Librarians are very important links between stored information and the people who need that information. Capable librarians order books and other reference materials, place them properly in the library, and then help people locate needed information. Most church schools are collect have a resource library. Many communities have public library that need various informational needs. Also, mobile library buses travel to smaller communities, bringing information closer to those who need it. In this pocket I'm share is talk about the duty of a librarian. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my pocket. I'm thankful that I learned something in the Bible today. In this pocket, I will share something that I learned in my social case. Many librarians work directly with people every day, helping them to locate needed information. Other librarians do research, order, label, and classify books or serve in library administration. Many librarians now use computers to store information. Computers have become a very valuable tool in speeding up the 
locating of information and are also a compact way to store great amounts of knowledge. Since we are living in the computer age, libraries in the future will probably become great information concepts where huge amounts of information will be stored in computers. In the future, books probably will become less used as basic public reference tools by the end of the 1900s with information being placed in computers rather than in books. Since most librarians deal with people much of the time, librarians must be friendly, controls, and tactful. Librarians must be capable of locating needed information and must be accurate about details. In this pocket and share about is continued with the last pocket. The duty of librarian and the trajectory of a librarian. It is all I want to share in this pocket. Thank you for listening. Welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can finish a lot of my pace goals. In this podcast, I will share something in my social pace. Future librarians shall take as many upper level courses as possible in science, history, English, business, and office skills. A wide variety of courses provides librarians with knowledge in many fields, allowing them to be of better service to those needing information. Most libraries hire people who have earned a Master of Library Science degree. Courses may include the history of books and printing the whole of libraries in the community today. Selecting library materials, classification, 
cataloging of books and materials and library administration training in the use of computers is also important because of its increasing use in libraries. Some schools offer a doctor's degree in library science. This college training is usually required for those seeking top administrative positions or those teaching library science. In this pocket I'm talking about is the training of a librarian. I hope it can help you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that my family is healthy. In this podcast, I will share something in my social pace. What is America's most popular sandwich? Yes, it is the hamburger. Hamburgers have become very popular, but from where do they come? Most hamburgers are made from beef. Beef comes from the cattle rest to provide meat for hamburger sticks and roast meats such as beef, fish, poultry, and lamb are prepared for sale by meat cutters. Meat cutters take sections of meat and cut them into sticks, roasts, cups, and other portions that are the right size for cooking. Boneless cuts of meat are divided with knives or power cutters. Well, find saws are used on bony meat pieces. Beef trimmings may be ground into hamburger. Meat cutters also prepared sausage and sandwich meat from meat streamings. In same stores, meat cutters cut meat according to special orders from customers. Large stores usually have meat cutters to cut and package meat in small individual 
or larger family servings. In this packet, I'm share about is the duties of a meat cutter. I hope it can help you, and thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that my friend in China successfully finished the exam. In this podcast, I will talk about something that I learned in my social pace. Meat cutters need good hand-eye coordination because very sharp knives and electric meat cutting machines are used. Meat cutters must be honest, so that the amount of packaged meat is actually the same as the weight recorded on the front of the package. Since meat cutters deal with many people every day. They must be tactful and neat. They need to be diligent and keep work areas clean and healthful. Those who hire meat cutters prefer graduates of twelve years of schooling. Most meat cutters can then get. The necessary skills of the trade through on-the-job training. A few meat cutters learned meat cutting by receiving formal instruction at a trade school. People who learned meat cutting through OGT. Usually serve as apprentices for two to three years, working with an experienced meat cutter. Apprentices must then pass a test to become qualified as indefinite. Meat cutters. In this packet, I'm share about is characters of a meat cutter and training of a meat cutter. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Welcome to my packet. In this packet, I will share what I learned. In my social pace, can you remember a time when the family car quit running? Your dad may have flexed himself, or he may have hired a machinist 
to repair it. An automobile repairman is only one of many types of mechanics. Basically, a mechanic flexes or repairs machines. Different mechanics specialists in the repair of automobiles, aircraft, trucks, buses, farm equipment, air conditioners, and many other man-made mechanical devices. Whenever mechanical troubles occur, mechanics first get a description of the problem from the owner. Mechanics then check and inspect machinery in an attempt to determine the exact nature of the trouble. Only then can they begin the actual repair of the equipment. Machinics need the ability to diagnose mechanical problems quickly and accurately. They must be familiar with the type of equipment on which they work. They must be honest with customers and replace only worn out parts, not selling unnecessary parts simply to make money. In this pocket I'm talking about is the duty of a machinic and character of a machinic. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can learn many things from my cases. In this pocket, I will share something I learned in my social case. Many vocational schools offer courses in automobile machinics. Such courses in automachinics give basic automobile knowledge. If you are interested in being an automachinics, you should take as many Machinical courses as possible after graduation. You can learn additional machinical skills through 
formal training in a vocational or technical school. Mechanics spice courses in a particular field, such as being an automobile or track mechanic. Many people learned mechanical trades through military service. Others learned specifically mechanical trades through OJT. OJT may, however, take longer because only part of the field may be thoroughly studied. Some automobile companies offer specialist training courses for repairing the cars they manufacture. This pocket I'm talking about is the training of a、um, mechanic. I hope it can help you. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that it is the last day of summer class. In this packet, I will share something that I learned in my social pace. America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, is a great place to live. Suppose, however, an enemy nation sought to destroy our freedom, who would defend us? Military personnel have responsibility for national defense. To assist in fulfilling this duty, many people with different skills are necessary, such as weapon repairmen, communication, and cold specialists. Books, mechanics, accountants, chaplains, and secretaries. Many skills are learned through OJT, and many are learned by study. The military is a good place to learn work skills in a. Variety of occupations, and at the same time, serve our country. The basic responsibility of military personnel, however, is to defend the country. The defense of our country is the responsibility. Of everyone 
who enjoys the privileges of livery. These questions can apply for non-fighting positions in the military and can still serve their country. In this pocket, I'm sure is about the duty of military personnel. I hope it can help you, and thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that the meals is delicious. And in this podcast, I will share something I learned in my social page. Probably the characteristic most needed of military personnel is obedience, learning to do as they are told. When they are told to be it, they must be self-disciplined and self-controlled. They must also be submissive, respectful of authority, loyal, brief, and flexible, doing whatever is necessary to complete the task. The first step in becoming a member of the military is to join a particular branch of service. Graduates of twelve years of schooling are preferred by the military and usually receive better offers. For training and serves than many non-graduates, new personnel receive basic training at a military base. Thereafter, those placed in sigil occupations will. Spend time at a sigil school before beginning OJT. Others go directly to a military post and learn basic job skills through OJT. In this packet. I'm talking about is the training of military personnel. I hope it can help you, and thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that. I have a phone call with my grandma. In this pocket, I will share something 
I learned in my social pace. Do you realize that as a Christian, you are already a missionary? In simple terms, a missionary is one who shares the good news that Jesus forgives and saves from sin. You can be a missionary by telling your friends and neighbors that Jesus Christ died for them. Perhaps you have thought about giving your entry life to tell others about Jesus. If you remain in your own land to share the gospel, you will be called a home missionary. If you minister in another country, you will be called a foreign missionary. Have you considered spending your life in New York City, telling the spiritually needy people their how to be saved? Perhaps. You have thought about going to Australia to tell of Jesus' love. Actually, fundamental Bible-believing missionaries are needed today to help bring reformation and revival to every country. Of the world. In John chapter four, verse twenty-five, Jesus was comparing the world to ripe fields needing to be harvested. When he said, "The fields are white, already to harvest." In this pocket, I'm. Share about is the duties of a missionary. I wish that can help see, and thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can have a relaxed day. And in this pocket, I、um, will share about what I learn in my social pace. Every mission field is different as far as particular circumstances are concerned. Some places are hot, others are cold. Some places have great language or cultural differences, while other areas present few such problems. Wherever the place, the goal is always the same: to reach others with the message of salvation. You may be surprised to learn the 
variety of skills that are available on the mission field. You can be trained as an electrician or an accountant as a clerk, bike lawyer, mechanic, toilet, doctor or computer operator, and still go to the field as a missionary. Submissiveness is a necessary character quality for missionaries. It is an attitude of obedience that yield to the power, control, and authority of another. Missionaries cannot be used without being submissive to the will of God. It is all I want to share in this pocket. It's about the character of missionary. I hope that you can understand and can help you. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my pocket. I'm thankful that I'm not late for school today. In this pocket, I will share something in my social pace. The first requirement of a missionary is to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. How can any missionary share the message of internal life in Christ with others in if he does not have salvation himself? The second requirement for a missionary is a sincere desire to see other people come to know Christ. You can begin right now to be a missionary as you tell others about Jesus right where you are. God may lead you to other places near or far to share the gospel. In your church school, Pay special attention to the courses available on solving Bible and subjects relating to the Bible. Make plans to attend a Bible college or institute to take advanced Causes in missions, Bible or some needed skills like medicine. The more training you receive, the more knowledge you will have to deal with 
the variety of problems on the mission field to which God leads you. Language study may begin at this school and continue after a real work on the missionary field. In this podcast, I'm sure is talk about training of a missionary. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that God gives me a place I can live. In this podcast, I will share something I learned in my social pace. How does music affect the emotions? What kind of music is normally played at a funeral. Usually we hear slow, soft, comforting music. What kind of music does a band play as it marches down the street or onto a football field? Of course, it plays fast, straining march music, like onward Christian soldiers. Listen careful to the different types of music played for church services or for other activities. You will notice that the music sets the emotional mood for the occasion. Have you ever attended a church service where music was a very important part of the program? Music can set the mood for receiving God's word and can bring Christ to God from each person in the congregation. The musical program of a church is usually the prayerful responsibility of the music director or song leader. In this pocket I'm sure is the duty of a musician. I hope you can understand and you can learn also. Thank you for listening. Welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that start today we have two week vacation. In this packet, I will share something 
that I learned in my social pace. The church music needs to be greeted by the Holy Spirit, just as God greets a pastor to preach a particular message. So God also greets. A musician to direct the congregation in a particular song, to sing or play a certain musical number, or to perform a special musical program. The music and message of a service. Well, then be blended together by the Holy Spirit to produce in the congregation those results that are most pleasing to God. Many accomplished musicians have talent. That has been developed from an early age. Young people who are interested in a music ministry should learn to play instruments or sing in a church choir. Many students take. Private lessons to learn the needed skills. Later, church school programs can broaden musical opportunities through church or band experience. In this packet, what I'm share is. About the character of a musician and the training of a musician. I hope it can helps you. And thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I have a good training. In this packet, I will share something I learned in my social pace. Have you ever been sick? You may have spent time in a hospital because of sickness, for broken bones, or to receive some kind of treatment. If you have, a nurse helped. Care for your needs. Nurses may work in hospitals, clinics, rest homes, nursing homes, or doctors' offices. There are several kinds of nurses. Most nurses are called registered nurses. Or simple RNS. Others are licensed 
as practical nurses or licensed as vocational nurses. The main responsibility of a nurse is to add people who are ill or have been injured. RNs assist doctors in helping patients recover good health. They follow a doctor's orders in the care of treatment of patients. They observe each patient, record his condition and directions on charts, and give medicines on schedule. They also maintain a physical and emotional atmosphere that helps promote recovery. In this puppet, what I'm talking about is the duties of a nurse. I hope it you can understand and can help you. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my pocket. I'm thankful that God for giving me a healthy body. In this pocket, I will still share something I learned in my social pace. Arnes receive proficition training. Some arnes are placed in supervisory positions to coordinate other nursing staff and some handle administrative duties. Proven ability and experience determine the placement of such staff. LPNs or LVNs also provide nursing care to patients but do not have the professional training of an urn. LPNs and LVNs provide much of the bedside care of patients, such as taking blood pressure and temperatures, changing breathings on wounds, feeding patients and making beds. Nurses must be able to follow a doctor's orders accurately so that patients have proper health care. They must also have a sincere desire to serve others and must show genuine concern for their patients. Since every patient has emotional needs, nurses 
must be emotionally stable themselves. They must exercise sound judgment that result in proper decisions, especially in emergencies when life and death are held in the balance. In this packet, and share what is the last packet, the last part of duty of nurses and the character of a nurse. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my packet. I'm thankful that. God can make me grow so tall. In this packet, I will share something I learned in my social pace. All nurses need to graduate with college point courses. Nurses at this and attendants. Usually, do not have further formal training, but learn by OJT. With OJT, some nurses, aides, and attendants may, after a year's training, decide to become LPNs or LVNs. If so. They must then take college courses in practical nursing. After completing classroom study and hospital training, LPNs and LVNs must pass a special examination to work in that field. Nurses who desire administrative positions must obtain a master's or doctor's degree. Many states also require nurses to take additional courses from time to time to update their nursing knowledge. Christian nurses have unique opportunities day by day to share Christian love with patients. More Christian nurses are needed to fulfill this ministry. What I'm talking about in this pocket. Is the training of a nurse. I hope it can help you, and you also can understand that. And thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone. Welcome to my pocket. 
I'm thankful today that God can give me a new day. And today I will share something I learned in my science space. What is your favorite fruit or vegetable? God made all kinds of fruits for us to eat and enjoy. Fruits that are processed, such as remind white flour, contain chemical additives that may be harmful. Processed foods do not always provide proper nourishment for the body. Nutritionists understand the effect of foods on our bodies. They are concerned that we eat prosperity to maintain good health. They know that we are, to a great degree, what we eat. Nutritionists are employed by hospitals, schools, universities, nursing homes, medical clinics, and many other places where food is prepared and served to others. Many times when nutrition programs to guarantee the serving of healthful meals. Dietans also counsel individuals and groups on the type of diet needed to maintain good health. Some dietans do research to find new and better ways to cook food to preserve natural color and flavor as well as vitamins and minerals. In this pocket I'm share is talk about the duties of a nutritionist. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I have a big house to live in. In this podcast, I will share something that I learned in my social pace. To be a nutritionist, a person needs to have originational and administrative ability. Some dietitians say that meals are provided for thousands of people. To do so takes much planning and organization, since nutritionists are concerned for the health needs of others they must have servants
while in upper levels, students desiring to become nutritionists should take courses in home economics, business, biology, chemistry, mathematics, and any health courses offered. You can begin now to be a nutritionist by being concerned about what you eat. Ask your father and mother to help you learn what food are nutritious. Little by little, you can develop ability in this area as you help your parents plan and prepare healthful meals. Those entering this field need to earn a bachelor's degree in food and nutrition from a college listed with the ADA. In this packet I'm talking about is the character of a nutritionist and the training of a nutritionist. It is all I want to share in this packet. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my packet. I'm thankful today that I have normal features. And in this pocket, I will share something I learned in my social pace. Do you realize that one out of every two people in the United States needs eye care? That means that at least half of the American people will, at one time or another, visit an optometrist. Maybe you have already gone to an eye doctor and are now wearing prescription eyeglasses. Optometrists examine people's eyes for vision problems and diseases. After examination, optometrists may give a prescription for lessons or treatment if required. Many optometrists also well fit and adjust eyeglasses. Others merely give prescriptions that customers have failed by an optician. Opticans do not have the professional training to diagnose vision problems as 
to up tummy stretches, up tinkers, help prescriptions with the correct lessons. They also help each customer select friends to hold the pre-craved lessons. In this bucket, I'm sure is about the duties of an optometrist. I hope it can help you. And thank you for listening. Bye bye. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that people around me is always happy. Today I will share something I learned in my social pace. Some people take training beyond that required of an optometrist. They become medical doctors who may specialize in children's vision problems, eye disease, eye surgery, or other fields. Optometrists must accurately diagnose each patient. If the diagnosis is inaccurate, the prescription for lessons will also be inaccurate and serious problems could develop. Optometrists need administrative ability since most have their own businesses. They also need gentleness and patience to minister to the many people they see each day. Future optometrists should take upper level courses in English, mathematics, physics, chemistry, and biology. Usually two to four years of college and four years of professional training are required. In this case, I'm talking about is continued with the last podcast, the duties of an optometrist and the character of an optometrist. And the last is training of an optometrist. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that 
I can have a new phone. And what I'm sure today is what I learned in my social page. During this time, required courses in science, history, biology, English, philosophy, and foreign language are taken. And on completion of a minimum of six years of study, optometrists receive a doctor's degree. Some schools also offer additional programs in specialist eye care. After receiving a doctor's degree, optometrists must pass a special examination to practice their profession. Paint can completely change the appearance of walls and buildings. It both protects and beautifies. Perhaps your dad has painted the outside of your house or the rooms inside the house. In doing so, he was a painter. Many people, however, use the services of a professional painter. Professional painters apply paint and other finish to buildings and other structures. In this packet, I'm sure about is continued with my last packet, the training of an optometrist and what is the duties of a painter. I hope that can help you and thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful that God can allow me to come to Cambodia to study. In this podcast, I will share something I learned in my social pace. Before painters put these finishes, on any surface, the area must be properly prepared by removing dirt or chipped and cracked paint. Painters then apply paints with brushes, rulers, or spray guns. Paints must be applied evenly and thoroughly to every section being painted. Paints 
must be maxed proper color combinations and shapes must be watched closely some painters specialize in painting the outside of structures such as houses other painters specialize in painting just the inside of buildings some paint new buildings others will paint old structures painters must be available they must schedule their time to fit the needs of others painters must also be neat and dependable customers want to be sure that they are getting a saucer paint job one that will last a long time what i'm sharing in this pocket is continued with my last pocket the duties of a painter and character of a painter it is what i want to share in this pocket thank you for listening Welcome to my podcast. I'm thankful today that I can finish 49 podcasts. In this podcast, I will share something I learned in my social pace. Most painters learn the painting trade by an apprenticeship program or through OJT. Apprentices are granted training in each of our various skills of painting. OJT does not guarantee the mystery of all painting skills, but gives training in a limited number of skills. Apprenticeship program usually lasts three years. Future painters receive 144 hours of related classroom instruction each year in addition to OGT. Such instruction may include color harmony, use of tools, surface, preparation, blueprint, reading. Christians always appreciate being able to call up Christian painters when houses or church buildings need to be freshened with paint. Be open to the Lord's living in your life if you sincerely want his will pray lord 
What ministry do you have for me? He will lead you and he will find happiness in doing his good. You can be internally successful in serving God. In this packet I'm sure is about the training of a painter. It is all I want to share in this packet. Thank you for listening.